Hi everyone, and welcome to the pilot episode of Small Biz Gone Viral, an attempt via podcast to humanize and distill the impact COVID-19 is having on small businesses. I'm your host, Grant LeBeau. I've been talking about making a podcast about the pains of entrepreneurship ever since I started my first business seven years ago. So while everyone else is figuring out how to make sourdough and banana bread, I decided to use some of this mandatory time indoors to record conversations with some of my favorite entrepreneurs slash humans and get into the nitty gritty of the pandemic's effects, both professionally and personally. So the goal of the show is to entertain and educate, but most of all, just to remind everyone, you're not alone. This situation genuinely sucks for all of us, but we're gonna get through it. Because things are moving and evolving so quickly, I thought it would be helpful to add some context and share some figures from the day this interview was recorded, March 26th, 2020. So there have been now half a million total reported cases of COVID-19 worldwide with just over 24,000 deaths. And in the US, there are currently 86,000 active cases and 1,300 deaths. Sadly, those numbers are starting to increase exponentially. Moving on to the economic indicators. Last week, there were a record-shattering 3.3 million first-time unemployment filings. And for some perspective, during the peak of the Great Recession in 2008, there were 665,000, though the all-time record was 690,000 back in 1982. So that is almost a 400% increase. That would be like the single season home run record going from 73 to 350 or a gallon of gas going from $3 on Monday to over $14 by Friday. And although it's borderline irrelevant to any small business owner not named Warren Buffett, the Dow Jones Industrial Average finished the day at 22,500, down nearly 24% from its all-time high just six weeks ago of 29,500 on February 12th. And to me, this signals that Wall Street is betting the economy will recover quickly, so at least some ostensibly intelligent people have high hopes. Two quick notes to keep in mind for the upcoming interview. Unemployment numbers are released weekly, not monthly, as I mistakenly said in the interview with Dane, and Number two, the TARP bailout program stands for Troubled Asset Relief Program. Okay, let's do this. This is Small Biz Gone Viral, where we interview small business owners and entrepreneurs about the impact coronavirus is having on their businesses. Today on the show, we have one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Dane Jensen. He is the owner of Sock Club out of Austin, Texas. Sock Club began as a monthly direct-to-consumer subscription box of fun dress socks, was featured on Oprah's Favorite Things, and has evolved into more of a manufacturer of promotional items with close to 40 employees. As humble as they come, Dane and his co-founder have grown Sock Club by bootstrapping all the way without any investor capital. Dane, thanks for being here. Let's hop into it. Let's do it. We're in. Let's go. What, what are the questions? What are we talking about here? Podcast uh, 2020, a small business gone viral. We're doing it. We're recording. We're doing it live. We're going to do it live, just like Bill. Riley, just like our, our good friend, Bill O'Reilly. Our, our, our uh, f- friend of the show, <laughs> uh, w- William J. O'Reilly. Good family friend. Uh, I used to, I uh, know him, I love him dearly. Uh, I, don't, I don't see him as, as often as I used to, um, but from what I hear. He works all the time. He's always working he's, nowadays. He's definitely a person from yeah. what I hear. And, and we're going to leave it there and we're going to go straight into this. And uh, 
basically, I got a couple couple questions for you here. We're here to talk about uh, COVID-19 and its effects on small business owners and just how awesome it's been to really live through something that's going to go down in history books as uh, one of the most disruptive things that's uh, probably ever happened in, I don't know, the world, uh, certainly in the small business world. Agree? Yeah, I don't, that's that was pretty dramatic, but I think uh, it's definitely the it's definitely the most dramatic. You know, there's 2008, but like uh, it's the most dramatic economic thing I've been a part of for sure. They actually just came out today and announced the new unemployment filings, and the at the peak in 20, uh, 2007, 2008 was seven hundred thousand, and granted. That was that was like month after month after month, but this last month uh, it was three point three million. Three point three million people lost their jobs. Is that what you're saying? Uh, filed filed first time unemployment claims. Oh my claims. god! So I, I I would say it's it, it is more disruptive, uh, at least in an immediate term, than was the the great That's great recession. Fair. So first, get, give me a, a quick synopsis of uh, Sock of the Month Club, your business. You founded it, I don't know, five, six, seven, yeah, ten years so ago? Yeah, so Sock Club started as like a, a side project in like 2011. I was just like a web developer and uh, I threw up a idea for like an e-commerce thing. It's like a Sock subscription. Subscription models were like super popular right then or like seemed like a, a good thing. And um, so like... and I. And real quick, I remember you starting it because, not because you had like some exceedingly large fascination with socks itself, but basically because you very smartly approached it as everyone needs socks, people kind of like socks, and uh, you know, it, it seems like something that you could start a business around that it was more about like the, like the business model itself rather than like a huge passion yeah was, uh, i read a forbes article about this black sock subscription and i was like well you know if i was going to start this i would start it and i just make like it be like crazy different socks every time uh and so yeah that was the that was the idea and i think we hit it the right time and we like rode this road a fad and then got into custom socks and custom socks like led us to this like promotional product space which is like, um, you know, every company buys uh, shirts or like things to give away at trade shows. And we, uh, it could be like a koozie or a, a pin or a moleskin or whatever it is. Uh, that's the space. It's, uh, it's like a... Right, I, I have a pair of your socks that you did for your local Austin NPR yeah, station. Yeah, NPR, radio has been great. Radio is a, a great thing we found along the way. Um, and radio... You, what was great about radio is we could trade them. We for like the we at the beginning would trade them for like you know ad space. So that was nice. We would make them socks. They would give us ad space. They sold the socks to raise money, and it was like a nice, nice for everybody uh, type of situation. Yeah. So uh, to just to, to kind of to kind of wrap that up, you first started just making. Uh, doing doing one design of of custom socks every month. The design, so we we sourced the designs at first. We weren't we didn't even know how to make them. We would just go to other brands and be like, "Hey, can we buy two hundred pairs of this design and send it out?" And, right. And, right. And so basically, originally started just as a consumer facing brand that uh, would send out a monthly shipment of socks. And like every good small business, you started shipping, packing, doing it all yeah. yourselves you know, on your living room floor, having your, your co-founder. Everyone's your co got their like uh, couch, couch story. Like we're doing, we're doing it on the couch. We're just doing the small business on the couch right now. And then, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I certainly know that in, w within my little friend group or, or larger <laughs> friend group, uh, I almost, if you've been in my life for probably, you know, more than, more than the last five years, there's a really good chance that you've done something for my business at some point, oh, God. whether you've like filled in at a farmer's market when I was out of town, or you've helped me go through boxes and yeah. boxes of product looking for the, the misprints or the, the, the packaging that wasn't sealed properly, pulling product out, uh, you know, 
your it's many hats. It's many hats that no one wants to wear. It's so many hats that nobody wants to wear. You know. <laughs> it's funny. My well, even my sister. She had a new roommate move in, and I was just like, and she asked if she could help, and I was like, uh, <laughs> don't worry. At some point, yeah, we'll help. help. That's so great. You and everyone you else. Like, if you know me, at some point. Like, All right. Yeah, I got some shipping labels. Do you want to? Yeah. You gotta yeah. take advantage quick, man. You can't like. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, you. Uh, I remember. I remember like visiting you in San Diego and and just seeing all the stuff. I probably this was probably before or like maybe around 2011. Just seeing all the stuff you were doing and yeah, it's just like it's inspiring to start it and like know every facet of your business and like uh, do it from day one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just do it live. <laughs> do it live. Just go for it. I'm a I'm a big learn by doing type of person or uh, fan. Uh, I feel like that's the only way I really learn anything is by trying it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that, that's a whole other podcast in and of itself, right there. About all the all the different hats you wear as a as a <laughs> as a founder. But uh, we're here to talk about COVID nineteen uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Well. Right? Yeah, it's an it's a real uplifting yeah. subject. It's a it's an upper COVID nineteen. Yeah, go ahead, write, write it down so you remember. What I, we're talking I about. wrote it down. I got I got the two numbers you said earlier, which were seven hundred uh, thousand people were laid off in the first month of two thousand eight, but uh, three point three million uh, of this month have been laid off. Uh, so I, I so the, the the pre the I know the the highest. I don't know if it was the first month uh, of, of two thousand eight or or the first month of of the you know the the housing crisis, the, the Great Recession, uh, 2007, 2008, it was just the, the highest of any month okay. in, that, in that window gotcha. was 700,000. And that out we're starting this month yeah. off with a bang, 3.3 That's million. March. That's already March, and March is not over? Or is that February? Uh, it, that, that's, that, is that that's a rolling from, month from like February 26th to now? Oh boy! Now you're starting to get into the the nitty gritty. Yeah, I guess here. it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter when when you got three point three. Um, right. It's a it's remember. a. I think the point is it's it's a month yeah. period. Yeah. yeah. And three point three million were That's were uh, filed yeah. for unemployment. Yeah. But okay. I feel like everyone's been like recession is coming every ten years it happens and we've gone twelve years so that's a long time, right? Uh, yeah. I think that the, the one of the hardest things about this is just how quickly it came. And so, you know, in 2007, 2008, I think it was sure there were the, the stock market was, was losing ground. It seemed like on a daily basis and yes, people were getting laid off. And obviously if 700,000 people are filing for unemployment, that's a huge number. But when, when you think about just how dramatic 2007, 2008 were, and then you juxtapose it to where we are right now, and it's almost five times worse. Yeah. Now, month, you know, just comparing one month to the, to their to that worst month uh, of of eleven or twelve years ago, that just I mean that 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 shows just the kind of the the magnitude of of how quickly things are moving yeah. here. So. You know, you, you deal in the world of promotions, which I think in our last phone call you said was one of the first things last to, to go. Back. First thing to go, last to come back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I deal in the in the world of food. I work with a lot of mom and pop juice bars, coffee shops, et cetera. And, you know, the people who I'm working with, I, 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 I feel like it's unethical to even make a sales call right now because people, they're not looking to buy product. They're looking to just try to not fire everybody, yeah. right? So 2007, 2008, you're like, okay, yeah, things are bad. Uh, but for most people outside of the banking industry, or I guess if you owned a home, and I'm going to think about this because this is kind of a sweeping statement, but for the for the most part, it was it started more in, in, in the banking uh, sector and then spread its its dirty little tentacles to the rest of, of the economy, Whereas what happened now is it was just like a big hammer came down yeah. on, on especially small businesses yeah. and, and your, your day-to-day livelihood uh, almost overnight. You know, we're, yeah, so I, I'm in San Diego and, and I think we're in day 10 of, of the, of the shelter in place policy. And it, it's like a ghost town walking yeah. around. 
You know, I mean, you, you, when when you walk into uh, a coffee shop now, which usually has, at least in San Diego, like the, the cash registers have been rolled to barricade the front door um, because no one's allowed in. It's, it's takeout yeah. only. It's brutal. And so you, so people are excited to see you genuinely because you might be one of like eight or 10 people who come by the yeah. whole day, you know? And, and, and I feel like that's a lot different than it was in 2007, For 2008. Sure. So, um, what do you remember about 2000, with, 2008, uh, 2007, 2008? What was, cause we were both in college still. So, Oh, we were in college and I was an econ major. And so it was like, uh, it would probably be like being an infectious disease major now. Yes. Where, where, but being in college where you, you're not really feeling the real world ramifications of it. You're just getting to study it. I remember having a, I had a professor who was going to testify in front of Congress to explain to them what was mm-hmm. going on. That's interesting. Yeah. I also remember being keenly aware that it would have been a great time to have money and invest it and just being extra keenly aware of just how little money I had <laughs> to invest. I think I bought like $400 in bank of America stock. And that was like all I had. I remember, ah, yes. I remember. <laughs> it, it <Yeah>. doubled, <laughs> you know, two years later or yeah, whatever. That's just, that was smart. Why, why did you think bank of America? What did like, what about, but you just thought like bank of America is not going away. They'll bail out bank of America. Uh, I think they had started to bail bail banks out at that point. I think they they let Lehman and Bear Stearns, I think, uh, kind of show that they were serious, and then they started to bail people out. I don't know uh, why Bank of America. Yeah. Uh, probably because I banked with them and didn't really know anything other than surely a stock uh, a company's value can't lose as much and uh, the, the the percentage that it did. Uh... I forget what it was. But it's got to come back. Did you right? get Delta? I mean, Everyone, everyone's like Delta was the big play here. Uh, you know, recently they, they, yeah, they recently? shot up. I guess. No, I don't think I'm a great investor because I think that I let emotion uh, play into it, and I, I'm not a huge fan of yeah. Delta. Uh, what? I don't know. I feel like all kind of all just in general, all the legacy carriers just haven't really evolved with the times, and and don't get that customer service and ease of access and ability to basically to, to do everything that Southwest does. Is I was going to ask, I was going to ask who your, who your airline was. Southwest, they're still great. Oh, come on. You know, I'm a Southwest love, guy. Love come Southwest. on. Wait, you don't think, I, you, you don't think I'm playing that credit card game? <laughs> getting getting, getting two new credit cards every two years, getting those sign up points, getting that companion yeah. pass Southwest. If you're listening, uh, you know, Shoot, shoot some points our way. Sponsor the show. Uh, have you? What's that podcast? Uh, how this? How this was built? Have you? Have you listened to the Southwest? How, how I, I built, built this? this. With, uh, have you listened to the Southwest one? Yeah, Herb? that guy's the man. And then he's also, I'm pretty yeah. sure, uh, Herb. I'm pretty sure he's also the the guy that uh, that they based that Thirty Rock episode about the guy who's a hugger, and is like Alec Baldwin's uh, just exi- like polar opposite. <laughs> I gotta watch that episode. Oh, you got it. Oh, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. I've put it in the show. I don't know how to do that, but I, but I've heard other people say that on other podcasts. So surely there must be show notes somewhere. And, and whoever listens to this podcast, obviously they're not going to listen to any other podcast anymore. So I better, I really better figure out how to do the whole show note thing. All right. Well, we're like, I don't know. 45 minutes into this nonsense and I have question number one ready for you just to give a little bit of context you, late last night uh, Congress and Congress passed the two trillion dollar relief budget yeah. they passed it last night still they passed it last Are night they still working through so, it it's like uh, you know oh yeah I mean it's two trillion dollars yeah. there, there's no way that you know I think that the, the the, the details of it like, and how... They're like, this is happening. How exactly well, we're going to work out all the details later. Like, we're going to give $2 trillion. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that anyone knows yet exactly how positive or how, how big the the relief package is going to specifically going to be um, for, 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 for small businesses. Yeah. Right? 
to my knowledge, I don't think the government has ever done anything like this on this type of scale. I mean, certainly not with the, with the relief package. I mean, it's significantly bigger than, than the, uh, than the TARP um, relief packages were back in 2008. What does TARP stand for? 2008, 2009. Uh, what does TARP stand yeah. for? Something, something relief package probably. Go. Uh, but that, but those were the uh, I want to say there was one for like 600 billion, one for 700 billion, or or, or something mm-hmm. along those lines, and that was um, basically the cash infusion back into the banking industry. But that, that was a lot different because I have not adjusted that for inflation. No. Think about the inflation. Uh, well, inflation. Not to be fair, inflation has been at historical lows for the last decade, so it probably actually hasn't gone up all that much it's been a, you know what between one and two percent yeah, i i don't know I, that that sounds right to me i don't yeah all right well let's pretend it's yeah, fact and move on do we, are we at question number two yet what uh where are we no man <laughs> i keep on trying to ask you question number one and you keep on asking me about, to give you my my thoughts and feelings about 2007 <laughs> I just want, I just want to go back to college. Man. I just want to be in college again, Grant. I don't know if that's uh, that that is uh, obvious enough. Anyway, yeah, yeah, college, yeah, college was great. great. Okay, I mean, uh, uh, the, this is a podcast, but I, I'm I'm looking into your room, and it looks like you haven't really left it's college, college, which is great for me. Um, yeah. uh, I, and for the people at, for the people at home listening, I know you usually have a beard. But I do not, and I'm noticing that your beard is longer than normal. Are you are you doing a a, a shelter in place beard uh, like I am? Well, I definitely am doing a shelter in place haircut. Uh, I'll probably shave because shaving is something I can do myself, but cutting my own hair never comes out right. So um, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll even trim uh, up like uh, more than usual. That's funny. I, I saw a meme today that was it was <laughs> some girl published it and it was like, I I don't I don't know who needs to read this. Uh, who knows? I, I don't know what guy needs to read this, but shaving your head is not the answer right now. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the I'm I'm gonna verbally do the thing that that uh, uh, funny meme accounts do, which is when they've published something really funny and then don't attribute this, don't attribute it to anybody and go, Oh, uh, DM me if, if, if this is your original content or something like that. I haven't seen this. That's great. Is that what fuck Jerry does? They're just like, just DM us. If we steal this, I'm going to steal it. And then uh, if you catch me, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll pretend like I didn't even know. Oh man. Was that you? Crazy. crazy. That's so crazy. Oh, I thought it was me. I thought I came up with that. I just read it. Nope, nope, nope. I didn't come up with myself. I read it, and then I felt like I did, and then I republished it. Anyways, question Anyways. one. Uh, question one: Has COVID nineteen impacted your business? Yes, of course it has. Follow up. How? I mean, we already said it. I think promotional products are the first to go, last to come back. So, like. When the economy get when the economy's good, promotional products are great. When it's bad, they're bad because people are yeah, like you said, more worried about just uh, they're not worried about growing their business. They're worried about you know just uh, staying alive. Yeah, yeah, and for you, it's kind of a double whammy because not only is it an, is it a short term, hopefully although I'm sure the ramifications will be long lasting right now. It's like a, it's a, it's a hard turn down, down economic downturn road basically. So to that extent, like it, it it's going to negatively affect uh, everyone. Right. I mean, you didn't know, yeah. like Apple, Apple is going to be affected because people, there will be less money flowing in the economy and therefore people will have less money to spend on kind of luxury goods and that that next i know i'm i was planning on getting the iphone 11 in a few months after you know my two-year whatever thing is up with the current current phone and now i'm like oh maybe i'll push that off six months or a year right because it's not it's not a necessity and so those are the types of things so so apple is going to suffer in that way you specifically are going to suffer though because you said you do a lot of stuff with trade shows trade shows are literally illegal right now 
like the like one of the main driving forces in in that for your business has been outlaw. Yeah. 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 So unless unless there are trade shows of of like fewer than six, (laughs) uh, they're not happening. And I don't know how many conventions. I would love a I would love a trade show of fewer than six. I wonder what that what that. (laughs) That's just a yeah. That's just a business. A trade show fewer than six, and, and but, but people still behaving the same, like <laughs> weird, weird, booth. like they're, pretend. They have their own booth and they're just like hanging out. They're like six people brought their own booth. Yeah, yeah but like like the 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 same ratio of like vendors to consumers, and like the consumers coming by doing like the, like pretending like they're interested, but really just seeing if you're handing out yeah. free stuff. <laughs> but it's just one dude, and you're like, Stu, come on, man, there are six of us. I I don't have any more free socks for you. All right, come on, Stu. We already gave you. We already gave you a pair, Stu. Stu, move things along. Here's a here's a fifteen percent discount code for our website. Yeah, throw that throw that in your swag bag. All right. We got to talk to uh, Charlotte over here, so uh, we don't got time for you anymore, Stu. Yeah, keep keep it moving, uh, man. That that's a that's a whole nother, uh I, I dream of do, I, for the last couple of years. I've been dreaming of doing different podcasts, and I, and anytime I have a an interaction that is, uh, I think, semi-unique and, and relatable w- to a certain group of people. I feel like that's a that's a topic, and and one of them is just behavior of people. Oh at my god! Shows. I have always thought, oh really? An- this is what our podcast should be. We should just actually interview people at trade shows, and that would be that would be like such a great podcast. Or. Uh, excuse me, sir. I, I noticed you have three laundry bags <laughs> full of uh, sample-sized goods. Can you tell me about that? Just explain why this, why you have this. Talk, talk to me about that. Uh, All right. Uh, back, back to this COVID impact. Right. Okay. Uh, so think things are not great. Things are bad. Um, and you, you have created this behemoth of a business. Uh, and by behemoth, I mean, for honestly, in the small business world, like y- you are one of my most successful friends. So you have, uh, minus that haircut. Yeah, everyone you says, have, I have a friend. Anyways, I don't, I don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Uh, so, okay, uh, let's, let's rewind to mid-January. Uh, you had just finished building out your, your new yeah. office, your new office space, or you were very we, close to we, it. We just moved uh, in you, January 26th. Okay, uh, to this, you should, I've only seen pictures of it. I haven't been out to, to visit you yet in Austin, but uh, the place looks amazing. It's like exactly what you would imagine as, a, as an Austin kind of tech startup-y a lot office. Of wooden steel, with, like tra- a lot of wooden steel, like a lot of wooden steel. Yeah, it's a very great office. Uh, a lot, very o- open office. Uh, just, I'm, I'm, I'm sure those desks have wheels and can can move around. Uh, yeah, collaboration wherever. A lot of st- lot of standing desks, yeah. I assume. A lot of optional standing desks, I yeah. should say. Uh, probably some mini basketball. Uh, so much, so hoops. many hoops, so many, so many, so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you have what? F- close to forty employees. Uh, we are at like thirty nine. Okay, so not even close. Yeah, not, not even close. <laughs> Okay. Fast forward now uh, a, a month. So now let's let's go late, late February, February. Uh, and and you're starting to see, okay, Italy, uh, Korea, China, some of the countries that have been hit the hardest, and how how they're um, how how they're yep. reacting and trying to to quell the quell, yep. quell the growth uh, or flatten the curve, yep. if you will. Uh, what, what what's going through your brain? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, uh, we're like just so in growth mode. I was really like, you know, you knew it was there. And like, uh, I think, you know, a lot of people thought about it more than I did, but I was just, uh, I was pretty focused on business stuff. So like, I didn't think about it, the business impact of it. I was like, uh, it, you know, it's just surreal until it, it, you're like, you're not supposed to go to work. You know, that's what, how it was for me. Yeah. My, my theory on that is we have become so accustomed to see to, to living in this little American bubble, this little like uh, uh, industrialized first first world uh, 
just very I mean, the insular, geopolitics of uh, America are, are uh, insane. America. We're just so isolated. Right. Like, we're like oh, there's a, a bombing there, or there's Ebola there, or there's a hurricane, or, or, or you know, or this giant, or a tsunami, or, you know, uh, a nuclear reactor meltdown, or, you know, Fukushima. Like, there are all these things that happen, but we always kind of are, are generally untouched. Yes. And I, I, I think that that's kind of what we saw where, oh, it's in Wuhan province. Oh, that's, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, man, it's yeah. in Italy. Well, I mean, I think once, well, it, once it's in yeah, Italy, I think people like got a lot more. I, I, I agree. I think, I think that, once I think it's that, in a Western country, that, people are like, whoa, this is, this is different. Um, right. Oh, this can happen to, yeah, to white exactly. people? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's oh, exactly this, what's happening. But yeah. This, <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, that's. That, I think that's what. It, I'm. Uh, that's definitely a subconscious yeah. thing. Uh, just because, I, I, and I think that's probably because you're. A lot of people are used to s- 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 comparing it to Ebola because I think that Ebola gets kind of or was getting similar coverage, press coverage, um, a few years ago when it kind of had a resurgence, and it was like, oh, could it be a thing in the yeah. U.S.? And there was kind of speculation. But there, but obviously, it, it it never really was. I think there were a few healthcare workers who were treated here, but I don't re- I don't recall it, and I didn't do any research. So we're gonna, uh, we're not gonna put that in the podcast. And don't you all even we're just, worry. We're just gonna take this. We're just gonna take this as fact again and just yep. move right along. Um, but there were there were either a handful or 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 no cases in the U.S. Uh, and it was all about, but it was all speculative. Like, oh, what would happen? Are we prepared, yeah. et cetera. With this, it's like, it transmits so much easier. And uh, it, 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 it's, it, that's it. It just transmits so much easier that looking back on it, it seems inevitable that it would get to I where we are, to, yeah, to any major metropolitan like area. When I read it in like January, everyone was talking about Kobe dying. That's like all the media was talking about then is like Kobe died, which is like, yeah, which another, another, God, another like podcast. An it seems yeah. so long ago. It does. What a, that, that day was surreal in itself. That was actually the day we moved into the office, which was so weird. It's like we moved into this new office and I remember like I was moving stuff uh, I was like getting in my car or I was backing my car up to go to do another run. And my business partner like knocked on my window and said, Kobe died. And I was just like, what an insane thing. Yeah. I, I remember where I was. Yeah. My, uh, my, my sister's boyfriend told me as I was in a room with some friends and uh, Haley, Haley was down visiting with oh, her wow. husband and uh, we were kind of celebrating that she was pregnant. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a jovial time until someone announced that Kobe died and then everyone pulls out their phones and just went rabbit down this, this rabbit hole. But again, that's another that's podcast. Another podcast. Come on. Sorry. We're, we're trying to talk about another yeah, depressing subject just, here. Okay? Uh, anyways, anyway, don't, that's, don't that's double like, depress us. That's what like, it was crazy. It's like the meat, like the media storm around that was insane. And uh, you know, while the COVID uh, 19 was in China right during that same time, that's how, that's how much off it, the radar was. It's like, uh, I guess like, you know, Obviously, Kobe dying is going to be a big media thing, but like this at the same time, the China, uh, the COVID nineteen was happening, and uh, yeah, it's just like insane. See, I, I hadn't even thought that it was it had started. I, mean, I guess it must have started yeah. by then. I mean, it started Surely. in two thousand nineteen. It started in December two thousand. That's why it's COVID nineteen. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, it, it really didn't. I don't remember it really, really coming onto my radar in a big way uh, until I would say er, early February. Yeah. Uh, and even then, it's one thing I think of. Okay, there's a flu and people are getting sick, and and there's a lot of speculation. Like, hey, this thing is it's not really that much crazier than the flu. And then, and so you're like, so you're kind of thinking that society is going to adjust to it in the same way that it does to a flu, which is like, all right, every day, I just wash yeah. your hands more, right? Not in like a, hey, all of the businesses that you know are going to close, with the exception of Trader Joe's and the yeah. hospital. Yeah. And that's how it feels. That's right what's now. happened. That's like, uh, uh, that's yeah. those are the facts now. So, um, yeah. 
And there, I mean, there are small businesses that are open, but you just walk by them and you see like eager eyes, like one little eager head poke out and go. How, it's, like a cre- it's like a creepy person like selling you something. You're like, no, I don't want, I don't want that. What, what's going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are you selling? I don't uh, want that. Yeah. Yeah. So t- talk to me about um, kind of, obviously it's very real now. COVID. Right? Yeah. It, it no, Corona, no coronavirus is too oh, real at this point for me. Yeah. 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 So talk to me about h- how you're seeing things kind of play out over the course of the next few months. What's a, what's a good scenario? What's a bad scenario? I mean, a good scenario is like pretty uh, simple that like, uh, like what, like hopefully we could like get some of the, uh, part of the stimulus package to like keep people on, on the team and like keep trying to, you know, do the things we were doing before, which uh, were like run a small business and innovate and make new, new things. But uh, what, uh, what else, if like you can't get any, any of the stimulus package, uh, the second good scenario is like you adapt really fast. I guess like you, like, I mean, we've always talked to our team, like, and built the culture around that the world change. The world changes; it's always going to change. And like, the important thing is we have the right culture and we have the right attitude to like solving problems and like moving forward and like figuring out the next thing. And hopefully, you know, your team can adjust and like can make it through that time. So that's not like that's not good. That's not like a. That's not a good, bad, bad, good. Let me try to do the bad, good. So good is you get part of the stimulus package. You like go the next four months, you like figure out a new product, a new service to provide uh, a bad is like, you don't get any stimulus. You like, you're like, your cash flow goes lower. You, you know, you lay, like, I think the way you play it is you gotta, you gotta do one layoff. You gotta like cut, you gotta cut more than you think you should. And then, like, make the play, like, it's 18 months where you're, like, going to be, uh, you know, working on the, the next thing, trying to find, trying to find revenue and hope, hope that you make it, make it through, I guess. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you are in a place where, like, what, what's your, what's your cash flow runway look like as far as uh, being able to, to hold on to some people? like how like let's say there's there's no stimulus package and things continue on the way they yep. are and, and, you, and you know you can share as much or as little sure. as you want here how how bad it, and i i can go first so we're a lot smaller than you are uh we definitely don't have 40 full-time employees we had like 12 part-time uh special events workers um, and then other than that, it's basically like we outsource almost everything. So we're very fortunate that our overhead is very yeah. low. Um, we have an intern who we had, um, offered a, a job to beginning in, uh, early May. And right now that's looking like there's just, you know, a, a snowball's yeah. chance, uh, that's still going to be able to happen. Yeah. Uh, because we've just had like an absolutely precipitous drop in in revenue yeah and i i just it's going to be hard to to pivot one because uh you, you know there, there are all the normal obstacles in in pivoting a business model but then two i think the the business climate right now is very uh i think people are going to be very protective and inward looking and just generally looking to <laughs> do whatever the business equivalent of uh, hoarding toilet yeah. paper is, right? You're, you're looking at it. Everyone now has a, has a whole new level of, of economic uncertainty and, and is not sure where that next dollar is going to come from. And so they're going to be a lot more hesitant to spend, yeah. right? And so, so with that being said, it, I think that the, the sales process is going to be a lot more difficult because like I said earlier, it, it feels, at least right now, it just doesn't feel like the right time to be reaching out to people and saying, Hey, I know your entire livelihood is threatened, but do you want to buy some of my yeah. product? Right. I know you're struggling for survival, but 
can you help? Can you help but me isn't out? Isn't that like, isn't that crisis? Like, don't you never waste a crisis? Isn't it like the right time? If, if you can help them make money, then this is a great time to like go out and like, I think this is where big companies are like formed. It's because this is like, a lot of people are hurting. It's like, what, how do you solve a lot of people's problems quickly and like figure out what those small businesses need to do to keep, keep running or keep going or whatever it is. Does that make sense? Maybe I'm. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And I, I think that's, that's, um, that's a huge, that's a really good point. And I think that that is part of why I think the stock market is going to get hit harder than, than it has, even in spite of this relief package, because I think a lot of small businesses are not going to be able to pivot the way that like no one's worried about Google, right? No one's worried about Facebook. No one's like, those companies are going to do better. They're like, I I feel like they're, this is great for them. It's like everyone's. Well, if if you can just, if if you can just, you know, at at the drop of a drop of a hat go, Hey, let's go ahead and pivot uh, a thousand really smart people off of whatever projects they were on. And we'll just turn them loose yeah. on this thing, right? Yeah, I mean, great. Yeah, I'm sure they can probably you know solve a, solve a problem for you. And you're sitting on a freaking mountain of cash. Yeah, yeah that's great. But if you're an Acaibel company, yeah. or you know you're you're a you're a, a, a relatively successful owner of six juice bars, yeah. right? And and you're paying uh, three thousand a month for each location on all yeah. three of those locations. So you're paying fifteen thousand. And and that's not even keeping the lights on. We'll just we'll just use that base number. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you're you're telling me that I got to spend, uh, we're we're saying fifteen thousand a month, right? So in the next, let's say this thing lasts three months, four months. So you're so I have to pay sixty grand just for for like basically for nothing to keep the lights on. Right. And I'm I'm getting I'm getting I'm making. 11 acai bowls a day and hoping that people are buying gift yeah. cards. That's, that's really like, how do you pivot yeah. out of that? If you have, if you have retail space and I just think a, a huge portion of our economy is, is built around that. Yeah. So those are the people, if you, like, if you work in retail, like you're unemployed right now, basically. And if you're, I don't know, I don't know what Target is doing or Home Depot or Walmart. <laughs> I'm I'm sure Walmart's treating their employees really well and uh, like they always do. Walmart. Uh, but Walmart that's, again, is, is that's growing a, right now. This is this is Walmart's to, right. Uh, yeah, Walmart's doing yeah. just fine. Uh, exactly. And so the these bigger companies that are kind of already like I'm you know I, I don't think that anyone at Trader Joe's is getting yeah. paid off. I think basically grocery and then the 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 well positioned ecom uh, sites are are doing really well and basically everyone else it's is really struggling yeah it, it does it definitely doesn't seem fair almost but um... so that that yeah that was a a really long winded way of saying big companies will be able to pivot I think a lot easier than a lot of the small companies and if you especially if you're a brick and mortar I think that the 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 millennial driven concept of of just easily pivoting the way that uh, tech companies do so well is just not a viable option not a, yeah. for, for, for a lot of mom and pop, mom and pop brick and mortar. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't know, 20 employees. I'm not saying fewer. it's impossible, but it doesn't seem likely. I don't see many options. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think, I think that as this progresses, we, we we all read about these stories and and you know the the New York Times is able to find someone who is out there who has a, a big heart and owns uh, you know some business and has twenty employees and is is borrowing from their four hundred one k in order to cover the employees health care packages or you know for as long as yeah. they can. But at some point, like you just straight up run out of money or risk absolute financial ruin. And that just doesn't become an option anymore. Yeah. So, you know, for, for a company like yours, that's so dependent on an industry that's going to be hit so hard of promotional items, like what, what type of recovery timeline w- w- would you need in order to 
avoid really substantial what, Do you mean like how many months can we go losing money before it's just like tap out? I guess, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, and that's, you, it's, it's not even like a... a I think you always save money to be ready to go for a while with, but like, um, yeah, every, I think every business is different. Like, um, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to plan in the future and you gotta have like a, you know, a lot of operating money. Like you don't, you don't not expect these things to happen, I guess. Like once you get up and running, like when we started, obviously we had like the, the great thing about the subscription is like, it was the cash flow came we got the money before we even delivered the product, which was insane. It's like, what a, what a crazy, right. what a crazy right. thing. I guess, uh, does that answer the question? Not really. Uh, yeah, I mean, not, not, not really, but it sounds like you're, you're thinking you're pretty well positioned to make it through at least the next. I think sock club will be fine. I think it will look different. It's definitely going to look different. Like, like, I think, I think we can make it through. I like we are not a retail organization. Um, we the subscription still makes some money. Um, so the like the consumer side of our business is still like it's not completely gone. I think Christmas will still come around and people will still buy subscriptions. So I, I'm not like uh, super worried about us completely dying, but uh, I think it, like uh, it could look like you know. It could look like just me running Sock Club again at some point, but like ready, ready for that. Um, so to put, so to to put that in in numerical co- or to add some numbers to that, you're a forty person company, yeah. and and you're <laughs> oh Dan, you're you're such a glass half full guy. Like you, people who don't know, well, most people obviously don't know your your backstory and, and just like how. <laughs> I don't know, you're able to cope with so uh, much and do so much, so little. Like you're a guy who's running a 40 person company and you're driving like a, at a 2001 Toyota Tercel or something. Toyota Corolla, it's the most uh, produced car of all time. And it's, uh, it was $3,000 okay. and uh, I- uh, <laughs> It was $3,000 nine yeah, years ago. And it still works perfect. And it's just like the paints, and by perfect, do you mean most yeah. of the windows? Uh, three of the windows still work, and one window, the passenger side window, just doesn't work. And I just don't want my passenger side rolling down their window, anyways. I like them. I like them yeah. to be locked in. And right now, it's great because then we're just giving each other coronavirus, so it's perfect for for now. There's no perfect yard because then then you're you're in this yeah. boat together. Maybe most people would be uh, more uh, very upset during this time and. Okay, because <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I, you know, I've known you for 15 years, and I, I thought we were going to end that with you going like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to be fine, because we're sitting on this mount- this mini mountain of cash. We're not Google, but like, we, you know, you got to plan for the future, and everything's good. And then you kind of finish that almost offhandedly, like, yeah, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me <laughs> at the end of this. So. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I have to lay off ninety-seven uh, percent. I think this is how my business. I think this is a half percent of my company, and then it'll just be me. Hey, you know, if that happens, it happens. We had a good run. Never mind the the what the five year, the ten year. No, you bought that yeah, building, we, right? We bought that that building. Um, that building's gonna be fine. That building's gonna pay for itself eventually. Real estate is not a bad investment, so I'm not worried about that building. I guess like. Right. Economy. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got to fire everybody. You have no cash flow. Uh, real estate never goes down. <laughs> yeah. I, well, maybe we made some mistakes, you know, tell me what, tell me what you remember about 2008, Dane. <laughs> what do I remember about 2008? Uh, real estate never goes down. Never, never, never. It. Just keep buying it. Yeah. Just leverage yeah. as far as you can. Just leverage as much as you can and buy as much real estate as you can and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's the the ABLs of of, of small business. Always be yeah, leveraging. Maybe, maybe things are worse than. Maybe I need to uh, not be an optimist, and things are worse than they. I think they are. Oh, they are pretty bad. <laughs> so if they're worse than I think they are. Yeah, things are things yeah. are pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I can tell you, you know, so from from our perspective, so we're we're in, you know, we we make a packaged good with a, with a finite shelf life. Uh, we work on a five-month buying cycle, and things are not great. Or sorry, five-week five buying cycle. So that or five-week lead time. So we're placing 
we were placing orders in early February for to arrive to our warehouse in mid March. And we had, we've been, we've been growing and we had planned for March to be our best month yeah. ever. So we ordered for, or we produced like we, we scheduled production. And once that ball is in motion, it's, there's really no What's turning back. What's your shelf back. life? Um, uh, we just upped it to eight, eight months. months. That's pretty good though. For like, you're like, as, pa- as packaged goods go, like that's, that's like, it's okay. It's okay. Not, I don't know. It's okay. I mean, for, for a natural product, it's, it's it's right in line with kind of industry. I think, I mean, it's not a Twinkie. It's not a cliff bar. Yeah. It's not like, uh, not that Twinkies and cliff bars are, you know, substitute goods, but we have a product that tends to be a little bit more moist than a lot of other competitors. And so that's kind of going to inherently uh, put some limitations on the shelf life uh, where there are no preservatives. But anyway, the, the point is like, we have a warehouse full of product and 85% of our of our uh, kind of monthly sales comes from a combination of juice bars, coffee shops, cafes, Costco roadshows, and office snack delivery. So the you think of like how Google gives free food to all their employees, and basically now all all tech companies kind of have to compete with that lifestyle that you're providing yeah. to your employees. So they all do the same thing. So that's like a, those four things are, are like the bread and butter of the the gluten-free bread and the, and the dairy-free butter of our business, of our little vegan. Have you seen any of those keep up? Is there like any one of those like juice bars or office snacks? Uh, obviously Costco. No, no, all of those are absolutely crushed. Uh, so Costco road shows are canceled. People are told to shelter in place. So no one's going to, uh, juice bars and coffee shops. Right. I mean, those are, those are, um, uh, what's, what's the term? It's like, like a living room alternative for like, or or something like that. Where like time you can go spend outside your house, but you spend it leisurely where you hang out at a coffee shop expression. Ah, there's a term. I'm sure one of our legion of followers is going (laughs) to, is going to write in and and tell me what it is. If you know that, write it in the comments for us, please. Thanks. Yeah, put it in the comments. Uh, put it on our non-existent website, and uh, which Dane hasn't can even we just, built can yet. We just, can we just live Twitch this so people can just comment while we have these conversations? Is that possible? Oh yeah, just live Twitch it. <laughs> uh, just hey, can we stream tweet this, please? Can we do this live? Can someone? Uh, yeah, uh, just put this put this on CNN or something so people see us. Yeah. We uh, we as a generation as an age as an as an age group, you, Dane, you and I are somewhere between CNN and Twitch, and just exactly where on that spectrum we are, I'm not entirely sure, but I know it's not at either one of them. Yeah, those are two ends of yeah. Uh, and by the way, you know what's what's going to be great is me spending 400 hours editing your stupid pen clicks oh, no. out of this. Last hour of this podcast. Can you hear that? Oh shit! Yeah, I can hear that. My mic, man. Why don't you fiddle with something like? Look, look at me. I'm I'm fiddling with business cards here. Okay, they're soundless. Right? Uh, I'm I'm like the the ninja fiddler over here. I'll find something. You're over there, Mr. Magoo Uh, fiddling. All right. Damn it. it. And with that reference, I think I just put myself closer to the CNN part of the spectrum, but that's okay. Uh, all right, Dan, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. I'm Uh, I'm having the best time. I'm literally having the best time. I could keep going for, uh, you know, how many? Yeah. Well, the problem is I'm, I'm signed up for this, this free (laughs) zoom. Okay. I'm on the free zoom plan, the basic zoom plan. And, uh, I'm pretty sure I can only record uh, to like 40 minutes or something. So I think they're, I think they're going to jam us and they don't even, they don't even know yet. They're sitting, they're sitting on a gold mine, Trebek. I'm going to tweet her at them and I'm going to, uh, at them and I'm going to say, I'm going to face gram them so hard. Hey guys, give us some yeah, free, give us, free, free stuff. give us some, some free zoom platinum package or whatever. <laughs> I, I want to be able to, I want to be able to, to, to chat with like n- 372 of my closest friends for as long as I want and to be able to record it in the cloud for, for free. free. Thank you. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I will say, uh, you know who, who gets my little shout out of the day is 
Zapier. Do you guys uh, use Zapier? We do. I love Zapier. I, I try to get, uh, I try to introduce it to everybody on the team and get, get them yeah. working on it. So we, we use it and they they uh, sent out something to us saying, hey, if you're like if you're a small business, you can apply for three months of free subscription. That's smart. Uh, so, sorry about sorry about the Rona. Yeah. And we did. And a day it took me like two minutes, and like a day later, they they responded and were like, hey, yeah, you're approved. Boom, next three months. That's free smart. That's great. That's, that's a that yeah. was a, that's a kind good thing to do. Yeah, build goodwill. That's what you can do in these it times. Does. Um, Especially right. you can keep anything else you, you want to customer because a lot of people are like Zapier. I don't know. I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll cut that. But like they're just like, well, here's three months free, and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about whether you're going to be a customer in three months. You know, I think I would actually. I, I think I would disagree because I think that it's actually unnecessary of them because I think that once you build Zapier into your your day to day, it's not something you're that you're going to try to cut. That's fair. Yeah, you're not going to rip. I mean, that's like. It's the the duct tape that that holds two programs yeah. together. A, a, any other uh, any other encouraging words, Dane? Any, any anything positive for me? You're anything, the one who wanted uh, this to be about COVID nineteen. We've been wanting to do this uh, this podcast for the last five years. It could have been about so many positive things. The five the the five year run before COVID nineteen, but um, well, unfortunately um, for you. It, it, isn't. it isn't. It is. It is what it is. You know. And honestly, part of the reason why I'm why we're doing this is because I come to the office every day and I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start from scratch. My whole, I gotta like basically turn my business model on its head. Uh, I guess I'll just go start ahead and podcast. do a yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, there is some like uh, silver lining. Like I, I feel like. Uh... Yeah. Click that pen. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> There's some silver lining um, here in that uh, I feel like uh, things like this make you, I feel like everyone's like spending time, more time at home and like thinking about like readjusting, not readjusting, but rethinking like uh, your values and getting some introvert time to, to think about stuff. Oh man. Is that the silver that lining? Is... That is an outsized uh, uh, silver lining that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great. I, yeah, sure. You know, sure, sure. Why not? Why not? Hey, we're, we're all getting some introvert yeah. time. Uh, I don't want or need anything to do with introvert yeah. time. You're uh, not into it. Not your, not your favorite pretty thing. Pretty much my yeah. nightmare. <laughs> oh, man. Limiting human interaction and human touch. Oh, uh, yeah. my nightmare. Um, no, but I, I, I do, I, I know what you mean. Hopefully what comes of this is that some people get to spend, spend time with people who they, they, they love and, uh, get to, you know, reestablish connections yeah. and, uh, I don't know, maybe, man, but when you think about the, the economic stresses that this is going to put on the, like so many of those yeah, same people. Yeah, it's not good. I've, I've not been happy. Yeah. The one thing is good, but that other thing is, is exponentially worse. I, I think. Uh, for the for the psyche, at Brandon, least. I'm just trying to be the glass half full guy, you know, just like it's, it's you tough. Said. Um, yeah. Uh, well, what's what, what's your what's your advice for the for the for all the little people out oof. there? Uh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. And and also, what's your advice for the big people? I wouldn't want to be the one to think I have any uh, advice to give. Um, but what? I got I got uh, one for you. Okay, go ahead. I I got one for you. Do, if you leave a negative Yelp review at any point in the next three you months, you are officially a bad person. You yeah. are the worst. Yeah, I, I can, I get that. You are the absolute worst. I, I, I have, I take real objection with people who just don't put a lot of thought behind their negative Yelp reviews and just how incredibly hurtful it's it bad. is to. Like, hey, hey, sir, uh, excuse me, ma'am, sir, what, whatever. Uh, I know you've put your heart and soul into building this this company from absolute scratch. But I had one meal with you, and like uh, and, it was and, like uh, you know there was no napkins. So what am I? Yeah, I had to sit here for three minutes before someone uh, before someone came over and and doted on me. Uh, one star, yeah. Yeah. you know. And we we get those where it's like, oh, Amazon delivery man was rude. One star. Like that has nothing to it's do. Like, That's not my company, man. You know that. Like, just think about it yeah, at all. Know. They just like 
Have a bad day. I mean, basically, going on Yelp and and, and giving someone a negative re review, if, if you if you work in in some other sector, think of it as like, if I were to come to your boss and just take like a, a real have a real heart to heart with them and go, hey, I just want to let you know, Dane is doing a really bad job. Okay, do with that information whatever you like, but he's really not a valuable asset to your company. And I think you'd be a lot better off without him. Um, one yeah. star, one People star for days. Okay. Bye. I'm going to go live the rest of my life and have my happy job. It's super secure. And you know, maybe I, I, I come from inherited wealth. That's basically what negative Yelp reviews yeah. are like. Yeah. People, people. So anyway, in this, in this day and time, do not leave a negative Yelp. There review. You go. That's my advice. That's uh, not bad advice. Or put differently, just be yeah, nice to people. Yeah, I think, I, th I hope that people are being nicer to people. I don't know. It's hard. I think it's like harder than ever to be nice to people because everyone's all stressed out. So, but I, I feel like people are waving and, and trying to be Yeah, I don't know. I, I take my dogs for a walk and it seems like other people are, oh, well, they cross the street even more eagerly Suspicious. than they usually do yeah. to be on the way from me. But it seems like mid street cross, people try to make a little okay. bit of eye contact and a little bit of like, Hey, how are you? You know, yeah. we're all hanging in there. It's like this knowing smile of like, well, at least we're in this yeah. together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got to take a break and, uh, you know, for all of our litany of sponsors here, Just, so... uh, uh, make some fan art please for us. Yes. Uh, yep, we'll definitely put it on on all of we'll the uh, our, the we'll snap quizzes. <laughs> we'll put it on our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter. Oh man! Hey, remember that time you and I were at a sushi dinner and uh, we were talking about Snapchat? And I was like, you know what? I should buy some Snapchat stock. And then, like six months later, I had lost half of it because Snapchat was a horrible investment. I do remember that. Isn't really yeah. Good. Yeah. Why didn't you t Why didn't you talk me out of that? You know, I, I blame that on you, and uh, you owe me. How was I supposed me. to talk you out? I'm not. I'm not the person to. Uh, Dude, I'll tell you what. I'll just send you a Venmo request. Look, we're all friends here. You own a very successful forty-person business, and everything is going great. <laughs> and I didn't give you any advice on that, and I just said, I don't know, man. That's your choice. I'm going to pin click over here as much as I want. <laughs> yeah, and which was weird that you had a pen out at dinner, but <laughs> neither here nor there. A uh, little fun fact about that dinner: We went and got donut appetizers at the place next door while we waited bang, bang. in line bang, to bang. be seated. Classic. It was before the bang bang was a popular thing to do. We got the the bang bang, the donuts, the bang bang. Yeah, and that was that was uh, when my wife was still my fiance. I think she might not have even been my Where fiance was it? yet. Where were the? But all I know is she loves donuts and has looks back at that trip very. Where fondly. was this in Austin, Texas? Yeah, it was did in we, Austin, Did we Texas. go to uh, Komei? We did Shipley Donuts and, and Komei Sushi. Small businesses that I hope stay around after, through this uh, through this COVID. And this podcast is brought to you by Shipley <laughs> Donuts and that other sushi place. Please uh, buy their sushi. If you hear this, we'd like 12% off our <laughs> next meal. Nothing's free in this world. Come. Nope. No, I didn't, I'm not asking for anything free. I would never ask that of a small business. Come on. Uh, We're huge influencers, and I have tens of followers, and I post at least once a year on Inst on the gram. And so you should really lot, think about getting a lot of attention. Get a lot of attention on the Instagram. A lot of eyeballs. Because people like to swipe, double click, swipe, double tap. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm gonna go have some Beyond Meat burgers and uh, cry myself to sleep as I think about how the world is crumbling. I had a really down. good time on this. I would I would do it again any time, and I would even do a happier subject of uh, you know doesn't exist right now. The answer does not let's exist. Let's do it on let's do it on how how you innovate and how you solve problems and how um... can someone do that just for my business? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, good talk. Good talk. talk to you later. Hang in there. It's all going to get better someday. Yep. Probably. Maybe. Bye. Okay, bye.
Wow, that was a lot of fun and honestly more cathartic than I even thought it was going to be. Thank you so much to Dane Jensen for being on the show. If you would like to check out his company and maybe even get yourself a single pair of phenomenal socks or a monthly subscription, go to SockClub.com. Thanks to the Department of Labor website, DOL.gov and Worldometer, for their depressing unemployment numbers and COVID-19 stats. Thanks to Peggy Bunker and the Bunkmates and their frontman Ryan for use of their sweet jam, Geronimo. Ryan will actually be on an upcoming episode to talk about his cold-pressed juice company, Happy Moose Juice. As I always will, I'm ending today's show with one unsponsored small biz recommendation. Today's business that you should support if you can is Queen Granola Butter. Think peanut butter, but better. Not only are the owners of Queen great people and featured on an upcoming episode, but their products are absolutely incredible. I literally have a jar of the original flavor on my desk here in the office and eat a spoonful just about every day as my afternoon snack. It's top eight allergen-free, gluten-free, made in a nut-free facility, blah, blah, blah. But for most of you out there, the only thing that matters is just how freaking delicious it is. Feel free to use the discount code SMALLBIZ for 15% off at queen.co. That's SMALLBIZ, all one word, at queen, and that's K-W-E-E-N dot co, not dot com. And food for thought, maybe skip the discount code. Check out smallbizgoneviral.com for all episodes and updates. And I would genuinely love to hear from you with your feedback, input, interview nominations, and suggestions for future shows. You can always send an email to smallbizgoneviral at gmail.com. And remember, someday, hopefully soon, this will be all over. And until then, Stay inside and remember to shop small and buy local.